coming up on this episode of the Spiro podcast. And for those of you out there, I've read, you know, I read it this morning on some of the Facebook groups is some of you are worried. It's you're like, when I just started is what do I have to do? Is this ever going to happen? Welcome to the Spiro podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business with your hosts, Todd Kivimaki and Craig Madwell. Hello and welcome to the Spiro podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. Spiro is a software platform designed to help you manage your day-to-day -day business and help you really grow each and every day and uh, take really good care of your clients. I'm Craig Magram, host of the Spiro podcast and uh, my partner in crime, our, our founder, our owner and co-host of the podcast and uh, master of hijinks and uh, surprising me with all sorts of fun things, Todd Kiff. Mackie. <laughs> yes, welcome. I'm, I'm not going to disappoint today, Craig. So thank you for that. I feel like you've set the bar even higher that I need to throw you off guard now. <laughs> and I've got a few things up my sleeve. So stick right. around for that. But welcome, everybody. Hey, January's done, y'all. It's crazy. One month out of the year, gone already. Insane. And February is a fast month. We lose a day. It's a leap year. Is it? I believe. Somebody told me that uh -huh. I believed them. So hmm. if it's I not, even, I didn't even look at it this month, February. Yeah, it is 29 days this year. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. So what's new with, what's new with you, Craig? You out smoking on the barbecue yet? Uh, no, but I did fire up the Blackstone. So my oldest, uh, my oldest just turned 19 on the 31st. And uh, he he's moved out. He's out on his own, but he came back, you know, for, so we could celebrate his birthday. And I said, "What do you what do you want for to to eat?" You know, we always take him out or make a special meal. He's like, "Is it is it too cold and in the middle of the winter to fire up the Blackstone and do smash burgers?" I'm like, "No, it's not." And I haven't fired up the Blackstone in forever, so made him some uh, some smash burgers on Wednesday and. He really enjoyed it. And he's like, yeah, those were awesome. So always makes Love a damn feel good. Yeah. When your 19 year old comes back, it's never too cold to do anything. Right. Uh -uh. Right. I am no. finding that out very quick. I mean, I have an 11 year old. That's my oldest right now. So I'm not far behind you, but yeah. and 11 still a different age phase. Sure. So, you know, he still thinks I'm cool. And but I am like, <laughs> you know, he's going to more things on his own. He's a ball boy at the varsity games and he goes, I'm like, oh, where's B at? Like, and it's just. So yeah, it's, I, I know what you're saying. Like, you yeah. know, like, yeah, I'll run through that mountain, you know, I'll run over that mountain for you. It's never too much to do anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Other than that, had, had a, uh, a great week at work and we'll talk a little bit about our weeks this week and uh, what all that entailed, kind of a day in the life of type of episode. All right. How about your week, Todd? How, how have things gone for you? It was a good week. You know, my daughter was scheduled to have surgery this week and a few days ago, she had strep throat. So when mm. you have that type of infection, I've learned that they don't like to put you under anesthesia. Right. And it's saying that correct. You, you know how much of anesthesia. a medical person I am. Anesth <laughs> yeah. Anesthesia. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that got postponed, I think, for about a little over a month, 
which was kind of nice that we didn't have to have surgery this week, but still it's like, mm-hmm. it's not done yet. So right. um, just juggling a few things there, but it was a great week, exciting week and Spiro exciting week at wow. And as Craig mentioned, we're going to take this podcast to give you a little insight as to what we are working on and our media company, our wow video tours, our real estate media company. So uh, I won't say a whole lot more about my week, but some fun things happened and fun things un- unfolded. I learned a few things and, um, I'm learning that time goes faster and faster. <laughs> that it does. That it does. So, yeah, um, you know, we've talked about this in the past. And, you know, we have a slow season where where our company is located. We're, you know, we're in the mid, right in Ohio and in the Midwest. And, mm-hmm. of course, we have the change of seasons. And, you know, January, February, beginning part of March is, is usually a little bit slower in terms of the number of shoots and listings that, that we're at recording and and what so I I take a lot of a lot of this time uh, to develop the business relationships to get out to the brokerage offices to make presentations. Um, sometimes there's events that we sponsor, and um, I had I had two uh, bigger events this week that I've been prepping for. One was a, uh, a realtor leadership summit uh, for I think mm-hmm. they're the number three or four brokerage in terms of number of agents in in the market nice. that I serve. Yeah. And uh, first time that we've we've been a part of that event, I think it's only the second time they've done it. Uh, but there was over 100 agents there. And then I uh, gave a presentation yesterday at a, a brokerage office in a, one of our smaller markets just south of where I serve. Um, so it, it, it was a couple of bigger events that I had to do some planning for. And, and uh, it, it was a great time. Yeah, I know you prepped a lot for this appointment, Craig. One thing that you did, you worked on your beard. And that was something that I know the image that you had at this meeting was the summit was was important. And, and the interesting thing was, is so we challenged you all. Sorry, Craig. I, I'm sorry that I get so much pleasure out of this. You're but not sorry. You, sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. You're not sorry. Uh, sorry, not okay. sorry. But Craig wanted to work on his beard and the different looks for Craig's beard. You know, we had talked about this. This is a very important topic here at Spiro. Right. As to, you know, should the beard stay? Should it go? And so we asked you all to give your best rendition of what you think would look great on Craig from a beard perspective. <laughs> and we had Tyler Moser do some Photoshop rendition. So, Tyler, thank you so much for this. I think I was driving and almost crashed into a car when I viewed this. It was it was hilarious. And so he did a couple renditions here. Yeah. And uh, the first one is, is pretty close. He just did a bearded Craig. Yeah. And so we'll put this up on the screen for you. If you're listening to this, sorry, this this is worthless for you if you're listening to this right now. Just fast right. forward like two minutes. But if you were on YouTube. Or jump on YouTube. Yeah, you can yeah, listen or, to it, but then go over to YouTube when you can. Yeah. So go over to YouTube. So if you see this, this is going to make more sense. So this is Craig maybe in about, I don't know, Craig, is this first one like four weeks from now, six weeks from now? So it's a longer beard. Eh, maybe maybe but, 60 more days. Yeah. Okay. But it looks it looks legitimate. Yeah. And then the other, the other thing that I like that I think would have gone over a little bit better at the summit was we had kind of the <laughs> Captain Jack vibe going on here. And I really like this. We showed this at morning meeting because uh-huh. I just, again, I love doing this. Uh, but Ryan said, this is almost like a Post Malone type look. So I think the challenge should be now face tattoos on Craig. And 
I think there's something in it. What, Craig, now you, you've shared that you're somewhat of an introvert. What yeah. a better thing to talk about at a large group, you know, cl nightclub type of environment. Think of like what, <laughs> what introverts do not want to be in, like right. music playing, darkened in there. What Crowds a better thing people. to talk to, but face tattoos to your right. realtors. I mean, that would give you something to talk about in the crowd. Would you even allow that as a representative of, of WoW? To, to I mean, quite honestly, <laughs> pending what we get back, I might pay for the tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as conservative as I am, Todd, I don't know if I've ever told you this. A number of years ago, let's see, this would have been around 2001, 2002, when I was working in radio, um, mm -hmm. I was actually thinking, I was considering getting a tattoo. Um, I, I was looking at getting a, the, the Triketra symbol, symbol. I don't know if okay. you're, you're familiar with that. It's kind of like mm -hmm. a, a three-tiered kind of infinity type of loop. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I was talking with my boss, who actually happened to be my best man at my wedding as well, about that. And he, this guy's been a mentor in my life forever. And he's like, Craig. Now, think about when you're 80 years old and you have this tattoo tattoo, and it's all saggy and blurry. And <laughs> <laughs> do you really want that? And I'm like, guess not. <laughs> so, but there yeah, was that's... a time in my life when I was thinking about a tattoo. And, and, you know, I am riding motorcycle again. So the beard is coming in. The yes. I was just going to say that. This What a better time to revisit this, Craig. You, you went from having motorcycles at that time to right. no motorcycles and now you have a motorcycle in, again and why not just get the face tattoo i'm pushing 48 midlife crisis i don't know what yeah this might be the perfect time for it yeah i'm pretty sure gail would think this is a great idea we don't even need to ask her we'll just go and do it <laughs> all right this is totally so unrelated to real estate <laughs> media business <laughs> but hopefully those of you watching and listening are at least getting some entertainment value tyler uh, thank you for brightening my yeah, week and sending tyler, me those I, you know tyler crate. i have to say that that was a lot um a lot more uh conservative than i was expecting that wasn't that wasn't horrible so th thank you that sounds like a challenge to me <laughs> oh jeez, i was fully i was expecting full-on duck dynasty you know type type beards but that came through i'm like that's that's not terrible actually <laughs> yeah i kind of like it i like it <laughs> all right okay so right. let me get us let me i derailed us so let right, me get right. us back on track so we want to talk about what we did this week craig because yeah. it's relevant to everyone else out there more relevant than beard talk but craig so what did your week we talked about the summit and then i yeah. derailed us about preparation but you had a summit this was an event it's still slow season for us right what was what'd you do leading up how do you think about this how'd you get it all those ideas so far yeah. listeners are wondering the same yeah so like i said this brokerage is probably number three number four in toledo uh in terms of number of agents i think there were just over 100 agents that that came and, and attended um it's their second year doing it so they invited obviously you know a lot of the support uh vendors you know inspection companies title companies um you know those type of businesses to help support this uh through sponsorship they gave us a, a booth <laughs> That, that we shared. And so anytime you're in that kind of uh, like convention, like atmosphere or, you know, trade show, whatever, you want to put your best foot forward. You want to represent yourself uh, well, especially as a visual marketing company. So I had to think through what's our booth going to look like? Um, how do we want to represent ourselves visually and, and show mm -hmm. that, hey, we're, we're somebody that can bring value to what you're doing because you're also visually marketing people's um, uh, homes. 
Um, I had to think, you know, what type of materials do we need there? Should I have some sort of video running uh, business cards, you know, special, if we have special pricing for that brokerage, uh, mm -hmm. have all that information out there, business, I think I said business cards. So the, the main thing I made sure that we had, uh, there was a branded tablecloth. We want, we want big, bold, here's who we are. Um, quite a few of the other vendors, all they had was a white piece of paper taped to the front of their booth. They didn't have you know, really strong branding. If you're a visual marketing company, you need to make sure you have strong visual branding that represents mm -hmm. you well. So it starts with the tablecloth. Um, we had flyers on pricing that we had for that brokerage. We had, you know, um, it was a couple page flyer of who Wow Video Tours was, the type of services that we provide. I had my business cards there. I uh, had a, we did a drawing for a, a photo, a video tour and a vertical video package that we gave away at that, uh, at that summit. So a good way to collect leads and business cards, people to follow up to, you know, follow up with afterwards. And because we are wow video tours, we would be totally irresponsible in not having some sort of video running mm -hmm. at the booth to show, you know, give somebody a very solid visual of what it is that we do, the type of work that we do. So I had uh, part of one of our, our editing team members put together uh, a montage of a couple of cinematic walkthrough video tours, some vertical videos, some agent home uh, highlight ads uh, type of videos that we've done for, for their realtors, photos mixed in there, just a good broad representation. And each of those elements I made sure was a, an agent from that brokerage so that they would recognize, hey, other agents in this brokerage are using this company. They're legit. Mm -hmm. um, that that video was was the thing I wanted to make sure, especially was on point and, and relevant to the audience that we were reaching. So, you know, and just being out there, you know, Todd, we've talked about the fact that I'm an, in, I'm an introvert, but I've learned mm -hmm. how to be extroverted in those situations mm -hmm. to, you know, exude confidence, um, don't hide the fact that you, hopefully you do enjoy your work. Don't hide that. People love seeing others that are enthusiastic about the work that they do. And I really do enjoy the work that we do. And so to be able to share stories of work you've done for, you know, other agents in that brokerage, having those conversations, you know, I offered several coffee meetings um, of which there was interest. So I've got, you know, a couple leads. I'm following up on that. Um, so yeah, it was, it was planning on, what materials do I need there in the booth? What's the image I want to project for WoW Video? And making sure that I'm engaged with those that come up to the um, to the booth. And then follow up afterwards. Yesterday, I spent a good chunk of the afternoon um, reaching out to each of those um, agents that left a business card and just thanking them for taking time to stop by and introduce themselves. Even if it was me introducing myself first when they walked up, I thank them for introducing themselves and just see if there's an opportunity to follow up with them. You got to follow up with every lead you get at these type of events. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. The, the, the typical saying, the fortunes and the follow-up, right? Yeah. Yep. So I have, a, I have a few questions for you, Craig, and this is, these are some legitimate questions because I'm just ignorant on this. I know what happened. I'm glad that you did it great, but, um, what was, and you don't have to tell us the exact cost, but what is a cost for a booth like this? I, you said it was a sponsorship. Mm -hmm. Should our listeners expect to, to pay 
a sub 100, a few hundred or thousands. And this, again, this is going to vary based on market, but what should somebody expect to sponsor an event like this? I I think it's going to vary depending on how big the event is, where the venue is, what all are they providing the attendees? You know, this included Mm -hmm. lunch, it included dinner, it included a couple of national speakers. So they had to cover costs. We paid, paid, you know, middle, you know, middle hundreds uh, for the sponsorship. It was, it wasn't, it was under a thousand. Um, If we get even one or two jobs out of this, it's paid for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it included the opportunity to come up on stage and introduce ourselves and our company um, nice. during the lunch, you know, the lunch period. It really helped when the owner of the company introduces you and says, wow, video tours just shot my $900,000 listing and it's gotten hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of views. I mean, yeah. I couldn't have asked for a better introduction from the the broker <laughs> owner. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, that it is was pretty... Yeah, it was worth the investment. Yeah, that's great, Craig. Awesome. Okay, now for the the booth look. Now, you I know you had some things arranged and correct me if I'm wrong if I'm wrong, but I we have a standard set like we already had this tablecloth mm-hmm. and so if if you all out there just have a like a box that you put all this stuff in. Now, there, you're always going to have some things to put together, like what Craig had our production team do, pull specific listings from that brokerage, from that area. Mm-hmm. is super smart. So you won't have that produced unless you're redoing an event of the same company. But um, how do we make this easier? Do we already have that tablecloth or these things that, that we already have? Or how are we doing that at WOW? Yeah. So uh, each of the business development specialists in, in each major market, we, we have a tablecloth for, for each of us. Um, Steve, our, our VP of business development has made sure that we have, you know, have those uh, for each of the markets. Um, I already had flyers made up with the, you know, with the pricing program for that brokerage. So that was already done. I already had, you know, the, the pamphlets that we have that advertise wild video tours and, and what we do mm-hmm. for, for brokerages. So I already had pretty much everything I needed. And I, I do, I literally have it in a box. I carry it in my trunk cause I'm, I mean, I'm working out of my car a lot of times, you know, out on shoots and, and out at presentations. So it, it wasn't too much work in terms of gathering what I needed. I already had it mostly all together other than that video. Just going through it again and making yeah. sure that it's all there. Yeah, yep. it makes sense. Do we still use, so, so a couple of quick questions here. We printed items. So we printed price list. Do we print those? Is that like a professional printer? Do we print them on a laser printer? Yeah. Um, I know what this answer is, but just tell everyone else if you can. Yeah. Again, because we are a visual marketing company, we have a professional printer do it on, you know, semi-glossy paper, you don't, I don't want to, I don't want to use printer paper and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, an inkjet printer. Um, the colors just don't reproduce as well. It's, it's not a glossy, good presentation. Um, so yeah, we, we invest in professional printing for sure. And, you know, a certain weight paper. Yeah. And I can say that that makes a difference when I print on nice paper or when we, we send it out. So we, we have a larger printer in here in the office that can print on heavier paper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I remember many owners that I've sat with that they go, oh, you use the nice paper, you know, because they're thinking about the same things when they give a presentation. That's what yeah. they think about is the even the weight of the paper. Like I mm-hmm. use the heaviest paper, like go overboard. No one's ever going to say, hey, this is too thick a paper that you gave me. <laughs> so spend a little bit of money there. It's worth right. it. Plus, yeah. you don't have to worry about is like your toner out and your printer at home. Like just send right. it out to a printer <laughs> yeah. and it's going to look great. Yeah. 
Okay, what about, so we've talked about these before, and I don't, Chotskis, you know, the little Chotskis, I call them Chotskis. What do you call them? The, the junk on the table, the, the, the grab swag, the stress ball, the swag. Yes. Swag. Do, do we still do swag on tables, Craig? Uh, I did. I did some. Um, I had some okay. wow branded pens out there. We had some, you know, notepads. Um, I did have the stress ball. We have stress balls, wow video tour mm-hmm. stress balls. And to be honest, um, because of the way the booth was set up, we actually were sharing an eight foot table with another vendor. It, it was oh. pretty tight. So I didn't really have the space to put out the stress balls because I had two laptops, one with our video uh, video uh, presentation and one showing our marketing toolkit through the Spiro system um, just so people could kind of see what the our, our system looks like. So I didn't have mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have the space for the stress balls. Like, I, I, I should have taken them up with me during the lunch presentation and thrown them out into the crowd. I, mm. Now, now I just thought of that. That would have been a great opportunity. <laughs> yeah, maybe th- that's an idea. Maybe maybe we could um, you could do a riddle or some sort of question and then you rubber band like a gift, uh, you know, something to a stress yeah. ball or a ten dollar bill or something. I have an idea, Todd. Can we get a yeah. wow a wow T-shirt cannon? Thump, thump. Hey, it would see what's in the budget. I mean, it would be kind of cool. I would like. Yeah, that would be neat. It's it, it, seriously enough though. Like, it, just think if you went into an event like that and had a T-shirt cannon and shot them out, like people would remember you. <laughs> they would. They would. A couple of more. Just just basic questions. So in the booth setup, so you told us that you had two laptops on the table, but we shared a table, mm-hmm. which is somewhat atypical for an event. Typically, right. um, there must have been some some space constraint. There was. There was. Um, it, it was not a huge venue, you know, but they, they had an elevated platform where all the vendors were. Um, uh, yeah. So space was tight, but you do the best you can with what you're given. So, Yeah. So this is maybe just a preference, but this is one thing that I that I do differently now that I had done differently in the. This is one thing that I learned over the years. Excuse me, that I used to do differently. Uh, do you stand behind the table or in front of the table? In front of the table, all times. Here's why: when you're standing behind that table, there is physical separation between you and the person you're trying to mm-hmm. build a relationship with. So two things I do: I make sure I'm out front meeting and greeting people you know, not being pushy. You don't want to be smothering and be that greasy salesman, but you want to be warm. You want to be welcoming. And one thing that I was taught um, early in my, my sales and, and business development career is don't stand like this with your arms crossed. Cross-armed. When you are cross-armed, you are closing yourself off from that person. Now that's comfortable for me, you know, to be able to, to stand like this, but you got to mm-hmm. make a conscious effort to not cross yourself off, close yourself off to the person you're trying to build that relationship with. So hands, you know, out, shaking hands, um, moving around, being open, being relaxed, being confident, um, not overbearing. You don't, you don't want to jump on people. Um, mm-hmm. I would, I would, Hey, I'm Craig, you know, thanks for stopping by the table. Appreciate it. Yeah. And, you know, so what, what is it you guys do? And a, most of the time, Todd, they were starting the conversation and asking who is wild video tours. So when they give you the invitation to share, it's a lot more natural and easy. If let me, let me add one more thing, just since you sure, asked that please. question, if you're outside and at a booth, do not wear sunglasses. It's a, mm-hmm. it's another way of cutting yourself off from a person. We, we make connection with eyes. Right. On this podcast, 
I've got my my monitor over here to my left where I see you on screen, Todd, but my camera is right here. I've got to make eye contact with the camera because the person watching on YouTube, you're watching the screen. I need to make contact with you. That's how we build relationship. There's just For something sure. about human interaction. Yeah. So don't wear sunglasses at events. Yeah, those are some really great small tips that make a huge difference. Right. I used a stand when I started and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm at my first event. I would stand behind the table because mm -hmm. it would make you feel comfortable. Right. And the people would walk by and I wouldn't say anything to them. And <laughs> now we push the table back, stand in front of the table. Yeah. Now we're not a full out like, hey folks, vote for Donnelly. Like, you know, the, <laughs> right. so we'll know how old, if you get that reference, you're, you know, you're not 22 or you just watch <laughs> a lot of movies, but that was um, Tommy Boy, right? Yeah, it's been so a while since I've we're seen not that. like we're not scaring people as right. they walk by, but we are friendly. And just remember, they're walking through a vendor fair. Mm -hmm. The people walking through know what they're walking through to find out who's in there. And is there something in there they want to know about? Mm -hmm. So you might as well try to at least say hello to them. Yeah. Uh, if you have a handout or if you're doing a drawing, that's what you could even approach them with to begin with. Hey, do you want like? Sign up for our drawing, win a free vertical video and drone or whatever it is. But you can lead with that, lead with giving them something away. Who's going to be like, oh, no, I can't believe you're talking to me, trying to give me something. <laughs> right. So and, and make okay, it great. A couple. I was, I was just going to say, make your giveaway worth their while. If it's something mm -hmm. chintzy, small, and it's just a sales tactic. Eh, no, no, thank you. But, but who's going to turn down photos, video and a vertical video on a listing if True. they're trying to build their you know, make, make what you're giving away worth it. Yeah. Good, good point. If you're giving away your own services, then, you know, you're what you're actually giving away. If you're shooting it all yourself, you're just giving away your time and then editing, mm -hmm. um, but you're not giving away much, even if you're not shooting it or editing yourself, you know, the cost of goods is all you're giving away. Right. To potentially gain a client. Mm -hmm. Okay. You said afterwards, Craig, that you reach out to these individuals. Is this reach out? What type of communication is this? So my initial is I sent out emails yesterday. Um, I don't want to jump right on the phone and, and look too desperate. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. And there might be different opinions on this. This is what I'm comfortable with doing is I follow up electronically. I send them a thank you for stopping by the booth. Um, I'll re-mention, hey, if you're still, you know, if you're open to it, we talked about a possible coffee meeting. I'm happy to treat. Mm -hmm. um, they might respond. They might not. I put a note in our, our CRM to follow up in two weeks if I haven't heard from them. Um, next time I follow up, it's going to be with a phone call because I want to change up the method that I'm using to follow up because realtors get 20 bazillion emails. They might not even see the initial email, but I want to make sure I then follow up with at least a phone call, um, still somewhat within the range of the event that we were at. Um, so that's my plan right now. I followed up with everybody via email. I'm going to give them a call in another, another week or two and uh, just follow up if I haven't, haven't heard from that, from them, from awesome. that initial email. Awesome. Just a small question on that follow-up email. Were those all, was it a form letter? Was it just a, did you draft it once, send it to everybody? Was it personalized or was it a mix of both? The body would have been somewhat the same, but okay. I, I tried to personalize each one. I didn't have so many cards that I had to do a bulk type of form letter. I, I like the personal touch. I like them to know that, hey, this isn't, 
yeah, just a form letter and an impersonal. Again, it goes back to the relationship. I, I understand the efficiency of templates and form letters, but man, we, you know, as business people, we get so many of those and you can, you can spot a form letter a million miles away. And yeah. I want to build that personal relationship. So I'll, I try to make mental notes of what might've been discussed in the conversation. And I'll, I'll mention that in the follow-up email. Hey, it was great talking with you about, you know, you just getting licensed, you know, three months ago, congrats mm -hmm. on that. Excited. You know, so I try and bring something personal into it. Nice. Do you, do you remember that? Do you keep notes on site or how do you? I probably should write it down as soon as they walk away. But if somebody else is there, that's going to look really weird. It's tough to, yeah. So I try to make mental notes. And again, I like, we didn't get 20 bazillion business cards. So I was able to remember faces, you know, and look back at the card. Oh, mm -hmm. yep. I remember this person. I remember what they, sh I try to just make mental notes. Okay. Awesome. And then uh, one thing that I wanted to reinforce that uh, I used to do wrong over the years and we've learned, I think Steve put this in place. And Craig, you might've already done this in, in, in the past. This might be common knowledge, but I just want to say it because it wasn't common knowledge for me, but the workflow of if you send or outreach to someone and, and you're waiting for a response back, it should be on you to make sure that you follow up with them. Mm -hmm. So the thing that Craig said is he put a follow-up or, you know, a follow-up task in our CRM for two weeks. If you don't set that follow-up task, you'll forget, you're going to forget. Yeah. So that, that's a very simple thing. Send the email, make the call, set the follow-up task all at the same time. Worst case in two weeks, when you get to that follow-up task, you know that you've already talked to that person. The conversation has moved along because you see it in your conversation view mm -hmm. and you know that you don't have to call them because there's something else on your schedule right. that you know took precedence over that yeah. call. So overall, we spent money on it as a company to sponsor the event. You had time involved. Some of the staff here had time involved putting things together. Of course, you had to go there and spend your time there. Is an event like this worth it in your opinion? Like this one with the number of realtors that were there and the number of cards that I got and some really good conversations. I've already got a couple meetings set to follow up on. Yes, absolutely. It was worth it. Um, it might take a couple of jobs to recoup our money, but assuming mm -hmm. that they like what they're seeing from us and the service that they get from us, the, the product that they get from us, that's going to become an ongoing uh, recurrent client that is going to make money for us down the road. And that that's just that many more potential referrals you get because of bringing on a new client. You, one thing I've heard Todd is you have to spend money to make money. And that's mm -hmm. hard, especially for a, a, a conservative personality that might be tight with their money. Um, you have to invest in your business. So make the investment, but make sure you follow up on what's needed to further those relationships. But yes, absolutely. hundred percent worth it. Great. Gl glad to hear that. And for those of you out there, I've read, you know, I read it this morning on some of the Facebook groups is some of you are worried. It's you're like, when I just started is what do I have to do? Is this ever going to happen? <laughs> and then there's a group of you that are, are the ball is rolling, but you're so busy yeah. doing the task every day that you might not be devoting enough time to events like Craig, uh, the summit that Craig just told you about. And it all goes back to what we talked about at the beginning here with these goals that you want. And will you set apart the time? Will you make it a goal 
if it's a goal, we have to schedule it on the calendar. And again, we're going to get to that. We just want to take a few tangents here before we talked about goals again. But it will happen if you devote enough time to it and do the right activities and enough activities. And there's no guarantees. Uh, just a quick story of mine. When I was started shooting weddings, my goodness, this was <laughs> almost 20 years ago. I wanted to get my name out there. I thought, what better to do? I sponsored the local bridal show. Mm. I thought I'm going to buy the inside front cover of the publication. Prime real estate probably right the there. Second, yeah, the second most expensive to the back cover. Mm -hmm. The front cover wasn't available. Uh, it, it was just the publication spot. So inside front cover, I'm thinking this is going to be fabulous. I'm going to be booked up. It's going to be crazy. I don't think I got one call from that thing. Honestly, I don't think anybody saw it. I mentioned it at the event. People are like, what do you like? They had no clue. Like, nope. So long story short, some things work and some things don't. I'm sure people saw my company name and in the inside front cover there. Just like people saw Craig at the summit the other day. He might not know about it. There's yeah. some he knows about and there's names that it's like, it's great. Yeah, we talked to the people we wanted to. So we can kind of attribute that it was worth it at this point. But you're going to do events like this at times and you're going to walk out going, that was just not worth it. Hmm. And then after the fact, I will say that you go, oh, wait a minute. I didn't realize that happened and that happened and that happened. Right. You know, we want instant gratification. At least I do in this day and age. And sometimes walking out of an event and not knowing like, hey, this is what paid for all these things and my business is now booming. It's just not going to happen for an event like this. It's just, it's consistency is what it mm -hmm. is. Right. It, but don't forget, there's there's back-end work to any sort of sponsored event like that. Mm -hmm. Like we said, you have to follow up, with, especially with yeah. the hard leads that you have, the cards that you got you got in hand. If you don't follow up, that was a waste of your money. You have yeah. to follow up. All right. So that was my week, Todd. Um, I, like I said, I did have one other presentation I did at a, a brokerage office, and it was a different type of presentation. I designed this one more as a, like a back and forth discussion. They wanted it to be mm. more educational. So I did some education on the benefits of using video and how to do some of your own video content ideas, things like that. And, you know, teed nice. up, hey, if you don't want to put the work into the production you know, that we've talked about today, that's something we can help you with. But hopefully this has been good education for you to get consistent with video in your marketing. And I asked them some questions and I've never, I don't think I've ever actually done that before in a presentation hmm. for a while. I love that idea. And it got, it got the whole table involved and there was some really good laughter. I was able to relax. It wasn't just me preaching, you know, at an audience. It was a lot of back and forth. And I really enjoyed that that meeting. Um, so that something else for you to consider is maybe do it more as a back and forth and ask the brokerage some questions. Say, hey, I, I know about this in terms of media, but help me understand a little bit more about what you're dealing with trying to win business and get the conversation going. People love to be heard. They like to share their knowledge as well. So if you're asking them questions and they see that you're trying to learn and not just try and sell your, and hawk your services, there's a good chance they're going to remember that meeting because it's a different type of meeting. Um, mm -hmm. So I had a lot of fun with that, but you had some things going on this week as well. And this whole episode is kind of a day in the life of, so what, what's been going on for you this week? Yeah, a, a few different things. So one, it was the wrap of a month, the first month of the year. So we, we looked at numbers and then also we had a, one of our first really large clients want the showing time 
uh, upgrade service. So, okay. so yeah, I'll just spend the next, you know, five, eight minutes here and, and stressing kind of some things I learned from both of them to try to give you some insight. But first off is, and I've preached this before, but numbers are important. Mm -hmm. It's important to know your numbers and know where you're at. So we look at our total number of jobs monthly. We look at our average order value. And we also then, those two combined make up our revenue. So total revenue. And we were looking at, we look at this, we, we look at this weekly, you know, Steve looks at it and Craig, I'm sure you guys look at this more, you know, sometimes on a daily level, but I look at it at a week level and then we really analyze it over a month. And, and I don't want to say that one month should paint your picture of what's going to happen because we've done that negatively in the past where we're like, oh, this month is, you know, <laughs> going to be terrible or was terrible. And then we assume the rest is going to be terrible. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. If you're one of those individuals out there saying, Hey, January was terrible. Remember it should be, it's all, it always has been terrible. It always will be terrible. <laughs> it's, it's slow season. It's Unless you're in Australia. January. Unless you're in Australia. Unless you're in Australia. Yes. And it's beautiful <laughs> right now. And you guys turn your webcams off when you talk to me in Australia, because I can see how beautiful it is outside. <laughs> So just mentally note, like, this is, I know numbers are going to be down, you know, like it's way down from what a March, April, May, June is for us mm -hmm. and probably all of you, but we did, we do set projections every year. So we set goals of what we want to hit. And then we measure what the actual numbers are versus our projections. And, um, you know, coming into the last week of January, we felt pretty confident about the number of jobs, but we realized our average order value was down. And, uh, you know, Steve had already done the analysis of average order value, and we realized that it's always down in January. Think about January, especially if you're in a more of a seasonal climate, you can't fly as many drones. Mm. More drone get canceled. Uh, people are not upgrading to those because like, uh, it doesn't look great right now. Remember, like Craig always mentions, we're a visual media company. So our, the agents are going to naturally spend a little bit less than it, when it looks bad outside than when it looks good. So all of these things we saw good and we saw bad. But then the bad that we saw being the average order value being down we knew that it wasn't a problem because that's what it is every single year. Mm -hmm. So just knowing that information really helps. And one thing that we discussed is uh, as a team, we, we talk about this as a team. So if, you know, our customer service people up front, when they answer the phone, know that our average order value is lower in January and we need X amount of jobs to get to our goal, you know, they, they have that on their mind and everybody collectively as a team helps the goal happen. So, you know, it's just not one of us at the team and at your business, it's not one of you. And for those of you saying, Hey, it's only me right now. <laughs> what my point is, is, is think about what those other hats as well. You have every hat on, right? but you, you need to, when it's only you, you have to hustle enough to wear those hats enough times that it moves your business along because mm -hmm. it still is important to answer the phone when people call in because you will be able to suggest a product to them that's going to help them market better and what that does is that increases your average order value right 
So, uh, you know, just quick stats with, with WoW because now we know how the, the, year, the month, excuse me, ended up. Uh, you know, we were 6% up, just a little over 6% up in the number of jobs over goal. So 106% to goal. So it was exciting to hit goal. And then we were 102% to goal on revenue. So 6% over the number of jobs, only 2% over the number of revenue. Uh, we were excited because we saw that revenue rebound. It actually made up, it made up space in the last week of the month. And we thought we were going to be below goal and we actually went 2% over goal. So those numbers are good to know. And um, I'm excited because those are different numbers than what we saw for our company last year. So you might be flip-flop this year. You're going to have some up years, some down years. And that's okay. That's business. But we were able to control our activities. We felt like we built a, built a really good foundation. And then we're looking at the metrics, knowing where we're at, planning, of course, for February. Everybody always knows, like Steve announced this month, and we do a, a flyer on it of how many shoot, what are our total number of shoots per the month that gets us our goal. That relates to how many shoots per day. And just a quick tip, we do shoots per day based on the number of business days. Mm -hmm. We don't do it on day every day of the week so it's, there's 29 in february we just do like the 21 business days that there are you right. might shoot a couple on saturday or sunday just don't put that into your equation unless you're shooting every saturday but we just take business days uh, total number of shoots divided by business days gives us our goal of the number of shoots we want per day that might be simple for you because maybe you just need two shoots a day great just write it down somewhere is all i'm saying um, mm -hmm. Even if you're like, hey, I, I can remember two. put her on your mirror in the morning, two, go, two a day. I want to shoot 50 this month. Mm -hmm. So that wrapped up January for us. Exciting to see those numbers. Um, if those aren't your numbers and you're like, hey, January wasn't great, that is okay. Just know the numbers and then look for some gaps as to, one, is this really a problem? So the example of average order value, we realized that it was not a problem. It was $20 under what our goal is. And we're like, immediately like, wow, $20 less per shoot over hundreds and hundreds of shoots that adds up, mm -hmm. but revenue still caught up. So analyze if it's a problem or not. And you might have some cases where it's like, Hey, this is a problem. Okay. How can we fix it? What do we need to do to get past that problem? Um, just try to go logically. I know it's tough because there's not a lot of sun, shorter days, and we all can be hard on ourselves, especially as a business owner, yeah. but just pull it back to metrics. Um, you know, if you, if you have someone that you look up to as a, you know, a business advisor or, or find a coach, um, you know, they can help you along with those things. Right. Yeah. Good advice. And, you know, set realistic numbers. Um, I, I have the tendency to really try and stretch goals. And if you don't hit those because they're unrealistic numbers, that can really damage your psyche. So don't be unrealistic. Set realistic goals, things that are attainable that might take it might take a little extra work and effort, but don't don't set unrealistic things that are going to pull you down in terms of your your mental state and you know mm -hmm. emotional state, things like that. You want to stay positive. Um, there's hope. You can do it. You can do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Good advice, Craig. Yep. Alrighty. Well. Kind of a, just a, yeah, a day in the life of, week in the life of a, a real estate media company. So hopefully some practical, you know, um, 
practical advice for you for sponsorships, events that you might be able to go to, how to develop relationships, um, you know, setting goals and numbers. And like like Todd said, we're going to get back to digging into goal setting and prioritizing goals uh, in the next few weeks here and continue on that series <clears throat> because it's it's good information. It helps give you structure to your business and um, mm-hmm. and uh, just keep moving forward. So any any final thoughts or, or things to share, Todd? Yeah, we just ran over, Craig. I was going to talk a little bit about uh, showing time. So this oh, is right. going yes. on a, a lot of, along the, uh, you know, out there and in the world. And why don't we just push that to next week? I think my quick conclusion on showing time is we looked at it as a company. We talked to them. We had some agents that wanted it. I think there's some things we learned, some things we're okay with, and mm-hmm. some things we had to get over. But overall, I think if it can save a, a VIP and keep your VIPs happy and your clients happy, I think there can be benefit in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're cautiously you know, optimistic about that program, but still understanding what it can do. Okay. And um, so we can dive into that a little bit more next week. But if 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 you if if you just became heightened because I said showing time or Zillow <laughs> or these things, I don't want you to be Zillow is. Yes, they are out there and they are trying. They have photographers out there trying to take your business. And, and this has been said. I'm not the person, the first person to say this, but they are not really competition for you. You know, they have another service as to where you can put, get their media to them. Uh, your clients can choose to stay with you. Your clients are your clients. I, Craig and I said this way back when, when we did the podcast uh, about this initially, ultimately, whoever has the relationship with the client will keep the client. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing unfold. This is almost, uh, this is over six months later. But if you have the relationships with your clients, they know, like, and trust you. They will call you, you'll talk to them, they'll stick with you, mm-hmm. and everything will be okay. There'll be some bad. We lost a client this week at WOW. We got a plan for how we're going to get them back. We, we got better on it. So I don't want to paint the picture that all is well well with us. Like I think sometimes on social media and, and media yeah. out there, yeah. Yeah. like there's some things that we had to get over this week, but do not let yourself focus so much on the bad Fix the bad and move on. That's how you grow. That's how you learn. Bad things happen to us every day at WOW. We screw things up. And quite honestly, when we fix them, our clients think more highly of us. Right. That That's a key point, Todd, because a lot of people will just give up. And if you show effort and, and proactiveness in addressing a client's need and the I, I had one uh, a client that that we lost over over the summer last year that I finally was able to sit down with and ask, what can we do better? What did we do that caused us to lose your business? And she said, actually, you didn't do anything wrong. I love working with you. Actually, I like you guys' pictures better. It was simply a matter of she dug into their internal system and saw some things that were a convenience to her that she didn't realize we we had similar things. Mm. Because I hadn't gotten to sit down with her in a while and show her those things. And so we talked through it and she's like, I'm going to relook at this. She goes, because honestly, Craig, I'd like working with you guys. So, yeah, if you show the effort that you, you're really going to put in the work for that client. Like Todd said, you've got the relationship. They're going to respect you more for that because you're going above and beyond. Mm-hmm. All righty. So next week. 
uh, discussion on showing time. So you have that to look forward to. Um, thanks for joining us again uh, this week. Um, we know that your time is valuable. Um, we know that hopefully you're busy or you're busy, you're busy trying to get busy. Um, but hopefully this is good education to help you reach the goals that you've got. Um, it's a privilege for us to be able to, that the fact that you trust us, um, to listen and, uh, to share this knowledge, we really do want to see your success. If you have a success story, something good that's happened, uh, we do this on our Friday morning, uh, uh staff meetings, Todd, you, you always mm -hmm. ask us, Hey, what good happened this week? And I'll tell you what, what a great way to start a meeting, um, that, uh, just the positivity that we have and can encourage each other. So if you have a, a, a good story, something positive that happened this week, email us hello at Spiro.media. We want to celebrate in your success. Oh, I love that idea, Craig. So if you all can email us what a win was for you this week, email us hello at Spiro.media. Also, let me know if I can share it online here. And I'll, I'll just yeah. do a first name level. If you don't want me to, that's fine. I won't share it all. But let us know if we can share it because I think that is great. That is so insightful, Craig. Let's What builds momentum but this positivity? And um, I love the idea of you all sharing it with us. So email us hello at Spiro.media. Let us know what your big win was. If you could just put win or big win in the subject, yeah. I'll probably do a a rule, an email rule so that these can get auto categorized to a folder where I can then read them from. So just put big win in your subject and let me know if I can or cannot share them on the podcast. But uh, this is exciting as a community together. Let's let's celebrate our wins together. Absolutely. Alrighty. Great, great, uh, great episode this week. Todd, thank you so much as always uh, for the insight that you've shared. And uh, those of you watching, listening, um, Thank you. Again, thank you for your time. Take, make sure that you take time, be thankful for the blessings you have, and uh, take a breath. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for the Spiro Podcast, Managing Your Real Estate Photography and Videography Business. This is a production of Spiro and WOW Video Tours. You can find out more about Spiro's real estate media business management software at our website, spiro.media.